Hello, welcome back to Two Pals on a Pod, episode 46. The Queen is dead. And that is the big breaking news. Uh, we are here, obviously, uh, to com- commemorate her. We are here to talk uh-huh. about uh, everything that's that's been going on, everything that will go on. But before we acknowledge the existence of Toby, I'd like to just read out a little poem uh, to kick us off <laughs> from my favourite poet, uh, Ryan Giggs. No, not Ryan Giggs. <laughs> from my favourite poet, Helen Lowry Marshall. Oh, I love her, to be fair. I'd like the memory of me to be a happy one. I'd like to leave an afterglow of smiles when life is done. I'd like to leave an echo whispering softly down the ways of happy times and laughing times and bright and sunny days. I'd like the tears of those who grieve to dry before the sun of happy memories that I leave when life is done. Isn't that lovely? It was lovely. It was a bit longer than uh, than I expected as well. Well, you want me to shorten that? You can't compress class can you no. and i think you've you or you or whoever that poet was mm-hmm. I don't know, has summed up the mood of the nation perfectly in a few lines maybe in several lines there mm-hmm. so I, i'm going to thank you on behalf of, of myself and behalf of the listeners for saying the words that that we just would struggle to formulate in such sad circumstances you and and helen the poet mm-hmm. have really nailed that well, i think it's the delivery of the of the poem that's better than the words in a way well, I think you got a bit upbeat there, you know, well, with, the, with the cadence. Hope, um, sue me. <laughs> well, God save the king and all that, you know, it, it all yep. moves on terribly fast, although I'm still wearing all black, even though it is a hoodie. Just, yeah, not really echoing the sort of thoughts of the nation not. either. It's, it's 2022, and I think that, that she'd have been fine with that. I know it's Friday, really. but it's not dress down day, do you know what I mean? Let's dress up, if anything. Dress like a blind member of parliament. Nothing wrong with that. No, I love the blind community as much as uh, as much as the deaf community. I love everyone equally. I'd rather let's... be I'd rather be blind than deaf, though. I think. I well, that's not pick between the two. Um, let's start off with the big question. Obviously, the Queen has died. We're going to make this podcast about the Queen, about everything to do with the Queen. Um, is it a big deal that she's died? First and foremost, I mean, what's what's your thoughts on this? Is it is it a big, is it a big deal? deal? Yeah, I think it's a massive deal. Is it not? Really? She's been a mainstay of our lives for the past. 70 years. I mean, Boris Johnson said that, um, you know, that famous authoritative figure on fact mm-hmm. said that there was a, a poll conducted that, that stated that the Queen was the figure that appeared the most in the dreams of uh, Britons. What sort so, of dreams, I want to know? Yeah, well, hopefully nothing too, nothing too risque. You know, be, that would be wrong, wouldn't it? She but was in no, my dream, though. I told you about that a few weeks back. She was in my dream. With, she um, wasn't. This, is, well, this is what I mean. She mother. It's probably because she's everywhere. She's on the money, you know, on the stamps, which are legal tender. Queen Mother had a pride flag wrapped around her. <laughs> <laughs> she's long gone, though, the, the, the Queen Mother. Uh, yeah, 20 years ago. Of course it's a big deal. It's a big deal when anybody dies. I think, look, obviously it's a big, you know, it's sad that she's died. It's, and it's sad when anyone dies. Uh, but I, I think it's interesting the sort of difference in, like, how much people care. It's like a quite a, a spectrum. Like, for me personally, it's a bit like when a celebrity dies in a tv show that i don't watch like that's that's what it's like a big celebrity's died but it's, it's from from a tv show or a soap or something that i don't watch that's that's mm. sort of how it is for me but then for some people it's quite a personal thing because they were really sort of they're, they're almost like their sort of god in a way like the way it looks up uh, to the whole family maybe grandmother i wouldn't say that no, people no. die the the queen i think um, so i think i think it just goes to show it's probably being 
the only constant across the, the course of the past 70 years. 70 years of public service, there's no kind of mean feat at all. Even into her, her late 90s, she was attending was it 300 official engagements last year. I mean, that's a lot of work. That is impressive. It's impressive for anybody in the 90s. There's no doubt about that. Um, and, you know, clearly, you know, she did did some good work, probably, you know, that we that we know of, probably did some good stuff. Uh, I think for me, it's always difficult when it's somebody you don't know. It's always difficult to <clears throat> actually know who the person was. You sort of just go off what people say. And mm. particularly with like the royal family, obviously, you know, you don't really know them. Everyone's going to say nice things to the royal family. You're not going to have a go unless it's Prince Andrew, in which case, you know, yeah. free reign. But aside from that, you know, that the, the sort of PR is is generally quite good around them. Um, but I'd like to have known these people better as like rather than just sort of faces on stamps and coins and stuff. I'd like to have really known the personalities so I could have made a proper judgment as to was she a nice person? Mm. Was she an all right person? Did she have good things about her? Did she have bad things about her? We didn't really hear enough from her for me to be able to go. Yeah, she was probably probably quite quite a nice person. I, I'm I want to know more about her. Aside from the sort yeah. of media image, I feel like part of the the appeal of the the royal family is that they are seen as kind of untouchable, aren't they? In a way, and that's where yeah. I think a lot of people that disagree with the concepts of having a royal family really make their most effective points in saying that why should you know normal people born into happen to be born into a particular bloodline or whatever be seen as untouchable or be, or be seen as, as as above us. That's what Liz Truss on, said. <laughs> all those years ago, based on based on the bloodline that they're born into. Uh, so you're never, you're right, you're never going to to have kind of an access all areas kind of a documentary, shall we say, about the, the royal family. Keeping up the royals, I'd like to see that yeah. behind yeah, the you scenes. See, it, it would be nice to see behind the scenes, although I'm not sure that keeping up with the Kardashians maybe gives them the most accurate representation of, of them. They are really the, equivalent, the American equivalent of our royal family, aren't they, the Kardashians? Yeah. I think we've touched upon upon something there, but no, you, you, I would never have to say. I mean, I cried when when George Michael died on Christmas Day, twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah, big fan, big fan. And I I didn't know him personally, but we we knew that he had you know many talents and, and many flaws. And I think I think people can really get behind characters that that contribute a lot to to public life, whether that's through you know the medium of pop music, I'm Your Man, Careless Whisper, Club Tropicana. Or whether it's through last Christmas being associated, you see, last Christmas, you know, I'm a bit overrated for me, uh, as they go, but but yeah, valuable contribution to public life, or through the medium of being associated with the with say 600 charities and raising countless millions of pounds for them through exposure, like the Queen did. Mm, I don't know, I just think sometimes the chat around the Queen gets a little bit like, um. I think it's almost as if it's regurgitated straight from the media, like the exact same words, the exact same phrasing. You know, she was a great servant to this country. And I don't know, it just gets, I, I'd much rather people have their own sort of idea of her, but because we don't really have our own idea of her, we just sort of lean on what we're being told about, about people. I just, I'm not saying she's a bad person. I think it's weird when people say she's evil or something. I'm like, oh, we don't, we don't know her. How can you yeah, say? She, she wasn't a lizard, was she? That's why you said. Well, we can say that now. Know. She's now she's dead. We can say well, that. Is she? Allegedly. Allegedly. Is she? Maybe in five years' time, we'll do, you know, for our 400th episode or whatever, we'll do a uh, Is the Queen Really Dead? Yeah. Conspiracy, I'm sure. Unless she'll come back. That would be quite something, wouldn't it? Mm. That would be quite something. In a few years, she just turns up looking a bit yeah. rugged. <laughs> With a kind of stellar in hand, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> a bit of dirt on the top. 
But no, I think there are established, you know, you say that the, the Queen is a public servant, is a land that's kind of regurgitated, but that is, an, a, a, you know, an established fact that, that she was a, a, you know, a great public servant for 70 years of, of her life. So it's no wonder that when she dies, people come out and say that. I do think, though, that the emotional reactions that people have to the Queen, that, or have had to the Queen's death, is maybe not necessarily focused on her death itself, but more what it represents in terms of their own lives. So whether that is relating it to the loss of one of their grandmothers or whether it is kind of using her as some kind of like public reference point. I mm-hmm. say, you know, if you're, if you say 40 or you're 50, she has been a constant in your life, either in the foreground or the background, depending on how much attention you pay to the, to the Royals. You say, oh, you know, at 21 when I left uni or whatever. That was the same year as the Silver Jubilee or whatever. And now and then, you know, you do kind of map your life kind of onto onto her presence because she is such a present kind of public figure. So I think it is. That's why it feels personal, I think, for a lot of people, because obviously we didn't know her personally. But for people that had a particularly visceral emotional reaction to her death, it, it, it is probably because even though you didn't know her personally, you map your life onto her presence, shall we say. Mm, yeah, well, I and when I say you, I don't mean you because I know you don't. Yeah, but like you I just can't imagine the proverbial, the proverbial you. Like when you say stuff like that, it's almost as if you're speaking foreign language to me because I just can't wrap my head around yeah. being like that. I don't know. It's just not unless it was a family member, which you know, understandable, a close family mm. member, something like that. I just can't imagine that sort of producing such a visceral reaction i guess it's weird as well i think because for once i think i'm in the the, the majority of of you know in, in looking at the the kind of public outpouring i think that most people especially you know of a certain age shall we say are um they're probably of of that view i think and and people that that maybe aren't necessarily holding that strong of a view still recognize that it's a a 96-year-old woman that has died, you know, there's not really cause for, for celebration, but I think those people are firmly in the, the minority, aren't they, I feel? Uh, possibly. I mean, it's always going to feel like that if that's all the media are saying, isn't it? That's that's the only thing, like, it's really difficult to get a gauge as to actually how much people care, because all we're getting a reference point from is, is the news. The thing well, I'd I be annoyed well, about if I was the Queen was not making it to 100. That would be annoying, because when you got up to 96... So yeah. Like, wow. What's the point if you're not? If what's the point of going beyond eighty if you're not going to make it to hundred? You know what I mean? It's always a bit shit, isn't it? After I've yeah. always I said it before on here, seventy-five would be enough for me, and then I'd be and I'd be gone. But you know, as a keen cricket fan, I suppose they call it the nervous nineties in in cricket, where a batsman gets to ninety runs, and then because they're right. so close to the century, they start playing a few loose shots and getting nervous. Right. Uh, so yeah. So she was a victim of the of the nervous nineties, uh, shall we say? But I know third. She was never never the same after after Philip died. I don't. Yeah. Always but goes I, downhill after that, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's, it's it's always kind of a classically the case, even if you do have probably access to to the best doctors. I'd say her cousin you know, Philip, her distant cousin, distant cousin. Chilling out with him. It was uh, standard practice back then, but I, I don't think that you need to know somebody personally to 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 grieve. For their for their loss, and I think we'll see in, in the coming days when when her body's laying in rest in Westminster Hall before being moved to Westminster Abbey on the day of her funeral, the people that go to visit, I bet, will be in the millions and go to visit her body laying in rest. And I bet, you know, look at the amount of people that will tune into the, to the funeral. You know, if you want a, a gauge on on how much people care, that's you know unfiltered by the media perspective, I think we'll see in the raw numbers and you know in just how 
how, how adored she was, shall we say. I think adored is, is the perfect word. That, that's you won't be able to not watch it. It'll be on every channel, it'll be everywhere. Every well, screen in the nation. Sit, you can sit Netflix, Netflix on. No, what's that channel with the... on as well. What's that channel with the... 90 day fiance on and, and honey boo boo and things oh, like that. Oh, like TLC. TLC. It would, see, it won't be on there. So I'm TLC sure. TLC will be streaming it as if well. You want to watch, uh, if you want to watch 90 day fiance, then I'm sure, I'm sure you could, uh, you could maybe tune into that if you were, uh, if you weren't, you know, if you're not, if you're not asked. Which, I felt sorry for like the BBC people having to re- report the sort of bit that was leading up to when everyone started wearing dark suits and black ties and everything. Yeah. Uh, I felt sorry for the BBC people who were just regurgitating over the same stuff. It was about four hours of them with a camera on Balmoral Gate. Yeah. It was just like that yeah. constantly. I kept going back. I was like, oh, she died. Yeah, she died. Okay, my mind. Just the same picture every time I kept going back. And it's like they're just regurgitating the same stuff on the gate, just talking. About, and they were talking about her sometimes as if she was alive and sort of doing all right and she might recover from this. The next yeah. minute they were talking about as if she'd already died. And it's just like this sort of what it was ridiculous. The whole sort of talking points were so bizarre. I mean, they got to they got to the point where <laughs> I remember one of the reporters said um, she'll be quite happy in her surroundings at Balmoral and it's just like <laughs> she's not going to be happy is she I just sat there on a deathbed she probably only yeah. died at that point and then it got to the point where it's like who's on the plane who's on the <laughs> private jet guys who's it going to be it's going to be seven people it's like oh come on that reminded me of you Prince know, when, Andrew when Jeez. football fans you know their, their teams are linked with a player or whatever yeah. in the transfer window and football fans get flight radar 24 up to track a private jet <laughs> to see which plane which airport it's coming from and where it's landing. That reminded me of that. But yeah, it did get, it does get a bit tedious because I was watching that coverage, obviously, in the, you know, it's not like mid-afternoon, wasn't it? And it must have gone on for about four or five hours before something actually happened. And when it did happen, you had these reporters out standing outside Balmoral in the rain, just waiting for, say, William's car to come past. And then it came past and it was gone within in five seconds. It was like, for me, it was like going to watch road cycling. Mm-hmm. Because you're there all day, and then they whiz past, and then within 10 seconds, they're gone. And you're like, well, what now? Except they stood in the rain. I think there must have been some sort of embargo on reporting it until half uh, six or something like that. Because it was clear the BBC knew something. That's why they all had black ties on for a few hours. So I think there was some sort of embargo. Perhaps they couldn't speak about it or something like that going on. Um, But yeah, it was just the whole sort of thing was just very, very strange. Because one minute, like a minute before they announced it, they were saying things like, well, we hope she makes a uh, recovery and we hope she pulls through this. And then they just did a picture onto the sort of, um, onto Buckingham Palace. And then it was like, the Queen has died. And it's like, 10 <laughs> seconds ago, you were saying she made a recovery. And you clearly obviously knew, just waiting for the clock to turn half six. Like, Yeah, <laughs> I think that, that because the processes that the media have to go through in the event of, this happening have been so well publicized there's been like millions of articles kind of churned out hasn't they across the country it seems yeah. to be every like every three months it's like well this is what happens when the queen dies and then a different news outlet would churn out an article and everybody knows that when the queen has died news anchors have to wear if they're a woman they have to wear a black dress and if they're a man they have to wear a black tie and they have black ties and black dresses on all day <laughs> you know? I know. Like, if she was going to pull through miraculously i don't think that they'd be speaking in solemn tones and uh, and wearing you know, ties that are associated with funerals, shall we say. So I think they definitely probably 
Well, I mean, they've all got like their own sort of different things in, you know, in, in case the Queen died, they'd all like rehearsed this these things over many years before. It's like ITV, Sky News and BBC all have these really long multiple hour packages of things yeah. ready to go for when she dies. Like you say, wearing the dark clothes, uh, the government websites had all been planned to go black and same with like the, the um, royal family uh, website, everything like that. And even the social medias, most of like the... Uh, policies and sort of legislation in when the queen dies are around social media and what that should do on social medias like yeah. mps are not allowed to retweet stuff unless they get given uh like uh, permission to do so and these kind of things there's all sorts of like ridiculous rules that are there the procedures to follow and most of them about social media which is mad yeah i read that the times already have 11 days of coverage planned in the event yeah. of this happening because it has been on the cards for a while because she's been old for a while i suppose wow. and uh <laughs> i read as well that they cover the the bell of big ben in leather to make sure it doesn't ding too loudly so <laughs> to make sure it, the ding is like solemn enough just so everybody knows everybody's reminded of the fact that oh yeah this is a, a period of mourning they cover the bell solemn in, ding in leather Go no, the Larry. come on they've been they did they would they would prepare with, with news anchors they would prepare for this eventuality for ages by doing like mock stories so mm -hmm. i remember reading producer said that 30 years ago they did a, a mock story in which the uh, newsreader had to read out that the, the queen mother had died for choking on a banana or something <laughs> like that like <laughs> and that there was one uh, in 1996 Possible. where uh, a newsreader at bbc had to do a mock kind of a practice run uh announcing that the princess diana had died in a crash on the m4 Interesting. Yeah, so foreboding if anything very much wasn't the m4 but it's near enough yeah no, near no enough different country still but it's, it's not that far still it's a road not that far. still a road traffic collision conspiracy that's why i say <laughs> conspiracy <laughs> uh, but yeah the whole thing is, is gonna be strange because this is we're filming this the day after the day after the news the news broke and it's gonna be quite a few days i mean i remember, even remember with prince philip it got to like day two it's like oh it's gonna be much now do you know what i mean barely yeah. even heard from him barely saw him in my lifetime he's been old for ages don't really know the guy and just sort of it went on and on and on i do think there is one positive we can take from this situation and that is finally the Queen's Christmas speech is getting a revamp. It has been stale for years. Okay, it's needed a new host. It's needed a new presenter, sort of spice it up a little bit. <laughs> reading. No, it's needed that. Get a Noel Edmonds in there, modernise it a bit, get Noel Edmonds <laughs> in, and just have, have something a little bit more upbeat. Like, let's have something that's a bit a bit more jolly. She's always sat there, same tone. There's a bit of vibrance in the voice. Let's, you know, do something different with that. And I might tune in. Tell you what, get Prince Andrew on there and I tune in. <laughs> if he did a speech about being good to people, following yeah. the law, you know, love thy neighbour, all that, I'd listen. Love I'd thy watch. children. Love yes. thy children. Uh, yeah, it would be. I think they should do it on a, on a rotational basis with like a random member of the the royal family kind of drawn out of a hat. And I say, make Megan. it after Christmas dinner when everybody's a bit, <laughs> when everybody's a bit, Merry, mm -hmm. I think it just just go to show my mantra of everything's a bit more fun when everybody's drunk. So let's get Prince Charles, King Charles now. See, that sounds weird to me. That sounds weird. Yeah, to me. I won't be going with that. I'll, I'll stick so to Prince Charles. for a little bit. Charlie, get him on the sherry and then get him to do a speech. You know, that ding, ding, ding. You're like Julie Walters in uh, in Mamma Mia. <laughs> she does a speech on the yeah. table and she's and make it slurring. live as well. Make it live. Just yep. add extra pressure in case something goes wrong. Ad libs, these kind of things. Yeah, get people pissed. Do it live. 
I think it'd be a bit more, it'd be a lot more interesting. I have to say, in my, in my 23 years of existing, and not once have I ever watched the Queen's speech. It makes me laugh, though. It becomes like a talking point around Christmas of like politicians all, all get onto Twitter. What a wonderful Queen's speech. It's all like, <laughs> it's a it's a point scoring thing, isn't it? It's like, I, I watched it. I watched yeah. it. I'm, I'm patriotic. Look at me. It's, it's just basically the, the same stuff repackaged year on year, I imagine. So it's not much you can, not much ground you can cover. This is what I'm worried about. Has she scheduled, uploaded them for every year going like going <laughs> forward? Has she been making them like the last few months just in case? Has she just been riffing? <laughs> let's just get a, let's pump a few of these she's out. Of, she's had a bit of spare time, hasn't she? Yeah. yeah. I think I'm this worried. year would probably be, be an interesting one to watch actually, I guess. She might film it already, you never know. She does film in advance. Maybe, yeah. maybe, so, I mean, who knows? I mean, I know Channel 4, they do an alternative uh, Christmas speech, don't they? And it's usually some two-bit comedians. It'd probably be Joe Lysett or somebody this year, somebody that, that thinks they're funny and is paid to be funny, but, but I don't think it's, it's necessarily funny. Ooh. I'd get you to do it, though, Joe. I'd get used to it. I think like, I'd watch, I'd tune in then, but I think Joe Lysett, Nish Kumar, people like that, I don't think they. Yeah, I think the, I thought the Channel 4 was with puppets or something. Maybe I'm getting confused, but it was, it was rubbish. Maybe one year it's been puppets, maybe. They do yeah. just like to take the piss, though, don't they, in Channel 4? I don't like that. Don't you? You, you think you should take everything seriously, do you? That... I think that they should uh, stick to Make It Attraction and show that 24 really? hours a day, because I really do get off on watching that show. Literally, yeah. yeah. But but that's not what we're here to talk about. No, it's not. It's, it's not. not we, very, well, we should maybe do a podcast on that. Of us. Uh, we should do a podcast doing that, I think. Now I've got now I've got the Queen on Naked Attraction now. <laughs> That's what I've got. I feel you. like 500 years ago you'd be beheaded for that for that thought. No. <laughs> And that's and that's what we're celebrating today. It's uh, in our family that likes beheadings and stuff. That's that's what we're here to celebrate. You know, well, not necessarily the same family, obviously. German German family, aren't they? Actually, traditionally German family, but I don't I don't mind them either. No, I, I love everyone equally, naturally, yeah. naturally. Yeah. Um, is this the end of the monarchy? Do you think now, because Charles has taken yeah. over? Is it is it all downhill from here? I think when it, when when you talk about the monarchy, the most most often I hear the quote, "I don't like the royal family, but I like the queen." And now she's gone. I think it's mm. a valid question to to ask. He doesn't have that likability factor, and I think for people of a certain age, most people, uh, is kind of memory has been tarred by what happened with with Princess Diana. It was inevitable. We're going to rest her. soul. Rest in peace or die although mm-hmm. i think that they him and camilla have uh, have had a little rena- renaissance haven't they in terms of their, their really? public image their pr and they've been doing a lot recently in terms of like behind the scenes kind of this is how we live our life stuff i know itv had a three-part documentary on, on camilla and that's making relatable in their mansions um so i know the pr teams have been working on overdrive for this but mm-hmm. i'm not sure it's not the end of the monarchy then because it's, it's endured through through far worse isn't it it would have been a good time, though. You know, you got Liz Truss as prime minister. She she wasn't a fan back in the day, although I'm sure she'll pretend to be now. And then you you've got the Queen passing away. It would have been a perfect moment to just go. This was good. This was fine back in the day. It was fine. Now let's just move on. Let's just you know go our separate ways. Because I mean, Prince Charles isn't. He's not particularly popular. No. You know, the youngsters will probably cancel him because he may have killed Diana or something. Allegedly, maybe, possibly, might have been involved. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You think he was? I don't. Let's have that be known. I think the Secret Services were definitely involved. Um, well, through Charles. You said he planned it with Prince Philip. But anyway. Um, well, I, think... I, don't, I don't think I ever said that. But well, I, think I said Prince Philip did, but I didn't well, say that Prince Charles did. You said they're all involved. They're all at Prince it. Charles. Prince Charles couldn't organise a piss-up in Emperor Ring. If anybody, that's seen, anybody that's seen The Crown. Uh, that got documentary. Bullied, got bullied at school. That documentary. Based on fact. 
Yeah, factual. That stopped filming as well now because the Queen's died out of respect. That was in the contract, by the How's way. That? Is that going to end now, The Crown? Is that going to end? No, no, they're going to keep it going. They're just stopping production for the time being because it's insensitive. Where are they filming. at? Where are we at with The Crown now? Are we uh, season are we six. Old, I don't know. What's... Old Queen? Like, is well, I mean, she's not still young, is she? So... No, no. The, oh, they've right. moved it on. It's not a year by year thing. Do you know what I mean, they're not going to be going season seventy or something. They've, I, I, I clocked think... out at season two. I think I was bored of it. Oh, I don't. I think I watched a bit of the first season, but yeah, it's just it's all about old stuff. I'm not really into old stuff. That's what I mean. I kind of I, I give me Maggie Thatcher. I think she's in it, isn't she? But yeah, they, all right, we get it. They didn't treat minorities right. All right, tell tell me something new. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> tell me something new. Come on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've just never really been into into all that, to be honest. Uh, but it will be interesting what happens with Charles. I, I think that will be a very interesting one, because like I say, he doesn't really have the, the public popularity. I oh. think he, he's not even going to last that long, I don't reckon. He's not going to last until he, into his 90s. No Maybe way. not. It's he's a not lottery, picture of health, is he? It's, he's very red, isn't he? I noticed yeah. today. And he's got very chubby fingers. Well, that's not the go, but yeah, he does. It's, yeah. it's never a, a, a sign of good health when you're red and have chubby fingers. Chubby fingers, I have heard, is the worst of all health conditions. It's sort of oh, the ch- it is. He's, so he's got chubby I, finger syndrome. He's got, he's got the, old, the old CFS. Yeah. But I was watching him shake hands with people today, and I was like, if he came to me and asked to shake my hand, I'd probably I'd go for a fist bump. Yeah, it's it's probably not me into next week, isn't it? Not, not me. <laughs> probably not me into next week. If the Michelin man had hands like that, honestly. Yeah. But um, no, I don't. I don't think it's the end of monarchy. Just because I don't think there's one single rational explanation for the, for the abolition of the monarchy, really. And I, I think that people that, that advocate that maybe need to come up with some coherent kind of reasoning, in order to win over a public that's overwhelmingly in favour of the monarchy. Yeah, I mean, my, I, I guess it's difficult to know sort of sort of what the public opinion is on on that really i think it's it's been increasingly against the royal family i think but increasingly from a small amount i'd imagine yeah from, Obviously, from the, a kind the of prince andrew base. thing hasn't hasn't helped from a low base and you know i think that there's people that that come out of the, of the woodwork shall we say and think that now is an appropriate time to make their kind of political arguments but not one i haven't seen one that that has changed my mind or would change my mind or one that's based on on facts because I think I think a lot of people see the kind of existence of extreme wealth with the royal family and the existence of extreme poverty, especially with the the, the cost of living crisis at the minute, and say, well, these shouldn't exist alongside each other in the same nation. But the two are completely unrelated matters, and people talk about the taxpayer's contribution to the to the royal family a taxpayer contributes absolutely nothing to the royal family i mean it makes the, the treasury makes a net profit off of the royal family and that's not even talking about tourism because i think you can't as completely intangible isn't it you can't unless you stand at the borders asking every tourist that comes in are you here for the royal family you know why you that argument's shelved but when you look at the logistics behind how the royal family is funded the treasury actually makes a net profit so i'm not entirely sure for the, the financial arguments for the abolition of the the royal family has to be said yeah i think for i mean there is some people put it down as the financial thing i think there's also just the sort of the main factor of having a family that's essentially above the law kind of thing and has that sort of status above everyone just by birth as opposed to actually being elected or anything like that so i think that's that's the main sort of argument and it's, Are they it's above sort of the law fashion. though i don't understand this above the law argument does rule of law not apply this is a question does the rule of law not apply to the to the royal family because i'm not sure i don't know but if they're well, above I mean, the law, then then we wouldn't be a nation. 
that adheres to the rule of law, but I'm I'm certain well, that some people argue that Prince Andrew's evidence of that, but the other sort of he argument... paid an out of court settlement, so that's a perfectly legal way of settling well, a legal matter, is it not? Again, they'd they'd say, well, perhaps there was some behind the scenes sort of political involvement and intervention in that. that that's again the other argument because the uh, Crown Court is what is is run by the Queen, isn't it? It's the Crown Court, so it's, it's not run, run by, by the, the Queen; it's in her name. The royal estate, it? yeah. It's, so she's not going to she's not going to prosecute her son. It's it's in her name, yeah. but would that pressurise a a defendant into into settling out of court? I don't understand where that would come from, and 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 also I feel like the court case was unfolding in in the US, was it not? Well, there was the, well, there was American one. There's also I don't know whether it, I don't know whether there is a UK one or whether there might be a UK. One, I'm not sure. I, I feel as if the, the settlement out of court was made things. was made outside of an American. Mm. Well, there's undoubtedly really going to be, you know, um, you know, diplomatic things that's that's going to stop things happening. I mean, if you're in America, you're not going to you're not going to prosecute the the Queen's son. I. Well, I'm yet to see any proof of the fact that 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 the defendant was pressurised outside the court to to settle. Mm. Well, no, that's, that's what I mean. Perfectly that's, that's legal sort of way of going about mm. things, isn't it? As far as I'm concerned, there. Mm. But I, I get that people's views on that might change, and I understand that. I think that the, the legacy of the Queen is, is tarred by the fact that she stood by Andrew so fervently. Although, uh, no, she didn't even strip him of his titles, did she? That's the thing. She stripped Prince Harry of and Meghan of their, their official kind of titles, but not... Yeah, she endorsed him. I get that, but I feel like as if, you know, as if we're to have a mature discussion in the aftermath mm-hmm. of the Queen's death. I think it has to be based on on facts and not not maybes and, and speculation, shall we say. She, she endorsed him. She went, do you know what, Andrew? Yeah, you might have done loads of bad stuff, terrible stuff, evil stuff. But do you know yeah. what? I back you. I think you are a wonderful human. I'm going to keep the titles. Keep That's exactly, exactly keep what she said. Keep those titles because you deserve them. Okay, I'm going to forget about all the bad stuff. Forget about it. Let's focus on image here. You're still Let's thinking about you the, you're still thinking about the bad stuff, aren't you? Exactly. You're thinking about the bad stuff, exactly. and also you've got to adhere to the principle of uh, of innocent until proven guilty. I feel as well. So, and that's what she did. That's what she, she went. Do you know what? Even though he's paid the out of court settlement, he is an innocent man. Innocent. That's how that's how the law works. And mm. I feel as if he took a step back from from royal duties. Mm. Anyway, that's, that's enough so, of a punishment. Uh, so uh, I'm not sure. Well, punished for what? No, no, I said that's enough of a punishment for me. You said it sarcastically, though, but I mean, punishment. No, it's is, social is, punishment. Let's ostracize settled him. outside of court, so that's not an issue. Leave him in his mansion with is his it? Land Rover. I don't Leave know him what... to do what he wants. Should we okay. arrange a mob or something with, you know, pitchforks to... Ideally. Know, ...to go outside and wherever his mansion is and protest? Sandringham. I don't think so. I think it's it's getting a bit banana republic, isn't it? I think it's a bit. That's not a republic. Come on, let's keep it as it's, is. It's ridiculous. But yeah, but Prince Andrew is an interesting one. I'd like to see maybe him get get more involved, if anything, get more involved now. Now the Queen's gone. Let's let's yeah, give him a promotion, fill him in, fill him into maybe Prince Charles's role. Well, I'd like to see it all played out in a court of law before speculating about it. But obviously, we're mm. not going to get that that kind of honour, are we? Because <sighs> like I said, it was settled and sorted. Outside of court, which is you want to brush under the carpet. Let's brush it. Let's forget about it. Come on. Well, I don't think miles. anybody's brushed it under the carpet because I feel like we speak about it every week and it's always in the media. We should, we should speak. We should have a segment on it every week. I don't week. think anybody's brushing it under the carpet, are they? But at the end of the day, that matter's been solved. I think you've got to take it to the defendant and ask her why she settled. But let's make her the victim. Yeah, let's let's turn on the victim. Obviously, this this podcast isn't about that. 
is it? Because we've already done one about that, and I don't think. Yeah, go check it out. Go, go listen. Go watch. Well, it happens. It occurs every week, doesn't it? On here, so I suppose that it's probably heard it all anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, I just, I don't know about Charles taking over. I don't, just don't see him as a as a king. I think you just pass pass it over to William if they are going to continue it. You know, give it to Will. Um, I'd like to see Megan as the new queen personally, but I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that logistically it wouldn't work, obviously. But I think an American as as sort of the new queen, you know, wouldn't work, would it? Just wouldn't go down well. I don't I like think it would, it. no. And I think the popularity I read is nose diving in America as well, because I think that people... It's the podcast has started. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think it's it's that people are turning against her because she seems to be dining out on the, the profile, the race profile that she got from from being a member of the, the royal family. But I think it did open up some very interesting discussions on institutional racism in the royal family and the way that, that attitudes towards mental health maybe need dragging into the 21st century. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. A lot of people have some kind of visceral hatred towards her and she dragged Harry away from the family and everything like that. It contributed towards the, the Queen's, you know, deteriorating health. Yeah, some people said sure. it led to her death. I blame Meghan. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Delayed death. Uh, and if, I think if, if, if you come away from watching her interview with Oprah Winfrey feeling anything but sympathy, I think you know, maybe a bit twisted and maybe looking at it through the, the wrong kind of prism, I think. Mm. People saying that, you know, she said that she suffered from mental health issues and people saying, I don't believe her, based on nothing. I think we should operate based on facts and based on uh, empathy as well, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's not difficult, is it? It's not difficult. Uh, it's not difficult like, to not be racist as well. Like, can we not just, can we stop being racist, guys, as well, whilst we're at it? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if, if Megan experience the, the the royal family intimately and says that there mm. is institutional you know racism that, that is present and says oh by the way a member of the royal family said this my default position would be to uh, to believe her mm-hmm. because i don't think all people are liars obviously but i think some people have a very weird relationship with anything that they're in favor of and in, in this case the royal family where you know there's no nuance and, and some things and some institutions can do no wrong can they? I think that's otherwise known as delusion. Yeah, I think the royal family's got an interesting history when it comes to to race because there was at one point where I think it was I can't remember was it the eighties or nineties? Was it maybe even more recent? I don't know, but there was some sort of rumor. Was it a rumor? Or was it a fact? I can't remember now. Um, that the queen was <laughs> the two are the to, same to you, anyways. Basically, the same it thing. doesn't matter. It's conflict. The queen them. was trying to get around some sort of equality and diversity laws or something like that because she didn't have any uh, people of color that were working for her or something like that. She only hired white people to to be her servants or something, and that that was I can't remember where. where it, what sort of era that was? Now I'm pretty sure that was a thing. Uh, which is an interesting one. But, I mean, it's also not that surprising from their generation as well that there is some sort of, uh, that they're not quite up to date with sort of the modern uh, sort of way of thinking. It's also not that surprising for people in their 90s, really, given the era they're from and how I things, think... how badly, sort of how, how things were so different. doesn't make it right, but unfortunately... Yeah, I would think the view that the, the Queen personally appoints every single person that works for her is also, you know... In a fancy land, isn't it? I mean, she has people that work for her, that work for her, that work for her. You know, she's not responsible, I don't think. The firm. For that, shall we say. I think it's, it's a massive kind of organisational uh, operation. Taxpayer money. I've been fine. She, it's not taxpayer money. Uh, polish, but, you know, polish my artwork. It's worth it's the, a billion. <laughs> well, I get paid a decent wedge for it as well. But well, they have probably made... Not. Uh, probably not. They have made strides towards that uh, actively in the... 
the previous few years in terms of uh, diversity quotas and things like that I was reading but that all goes to pot when you have royals touring the Caribbean like uh, Kate and William did in March you know reaching out through picket fences to masses of adoring Jamaicans Mm. the optics of that are, are objectively terrible when they got carried on that sort of throne yeah you've just got a few years back now yeah that 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 will be the enduring kind of legacy of it's a lovely picture of of colonialism isn't it that one on the mantelpiece you can you can advocate for the the the, you know the the continuation of the royal family in its present form without advocating colonialism i think i thought it was interesting there's a few um a few interesting tweets and things on social media out there over the last 24 hours and stuff lots of people deleting tweets as well because they were sort of making jokes as if and then when she died they deleted them i was like well it was obvious she was going to die <laughs> so it's like why did you tweet in the first place if you were that sort of ashamed by or whatever um but i mean i don't have any problem with any sort of like most of the jokes and like the memes or whatever some of them were quite funny actually some of them were quite funny but it's i always find it interesting how wide-ranging the opinions are from like she was this incredible human being and like all these sort of that sort of rhetoric all the way from mm. she's evil and she's at the gates of hell and like that kind of thing. I should be waiting to be let into hell. Hell's got a new sort of member, all these kind of things, and she was evil and all this. It's quite a quite a wide range of opinions, that isn't it? And I saw one that was like, um, what's the Japanese prime minister that died recently? Abe. Prime Shin, Shinzo Abe. It was Abe, and then there was what's Abe. the <laughs> Abe. It was Abe. I'm thinking it? the Simpsons now. Abe. Abe. Uh, is it Abe? Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Abe. There was, the, was it Gershoff <laughs> or something? Khrushchev, you mean? Khrushchev. You mean Khrushchev? He died recently. <laughs> and then the Queen. You got the Queen right. You got the Queen right. Abe, Abe, Khrushchev, and the Queen <laughs> are all queuing up to get into hell or something. Oh, had, God, like had like a hundred thousand or one hundred fifty thousand likes. I was like, this isn't even like a minor thing. This is like people really going for it. It's interesting how opinions are so wide ranging and dramatic, I and it's think- all for likes and retweets. I Which think is Twitter is, uh, Twitter's a very interesting place, isn't it? I don't know whether it was you or me that referred to it as a cesspit or whether we both have previously, but I think that's... It's a... probably me first and then you probably <laughs> repurposed it. You, that's usually what happens. You <laughs> inspired me and I repackaged it with a with a different accent, shall we yeah. say. Um, <laughs> but it, I think yeah, you hit the nail on the head if that was you. It is an absolute cesspit full of, you know, pink-haired freaks. Piercings. Don't have to pink-haired freaks. Um, no, I don't pink but it is a, <laughs> it is, uh, it does speak to the, to the point that like ridiculousness gets likes and garners comment online. So I think, you know, tweets like that, you know, and dragging poor Abe and Khrushchev or whatever you called them mm-hmm. into it, you know, <clears throat> completely unnecessary, obviously. But it just goes to show, doesn't it, that I think that, that Twitter is not the wider kind of the nation at large when you see the adoring kind of masses queuing up outside Buckingham Palace to welcome King Charles III and his <laughs> glorious his glorious wife Camilla. If, if you lived in London outside. you'd be down there wouldn't you? Be yeah, honest. Well I'm going yeah. to London next week and I'll be visiting Westminster Hall so yeah. Will you? Yeah I was, I was going anyway to London but I'll, of course you, you you do visit I think it's all about paying your respects isn't it? Well you're uh, going to go see the body is that what they do the body? Is it, was it yeah, just I the... think it's the coffin with the body inside obviously I, mm. I don't want to see the body itself I think that would be not not after a I week. thought the body. I thought the body was exposed. I think I she's got what... open casket. I thought that's what happened. Well, I'll go in and I'll uh, I'll vlog it. But there'll be there'll be massive queues though. This is the thing. Like, why can we not just take a picture, stick it outside the door, and be like, yeah, have a little look. 
whatever. It's all about your personal experience, though, isn't it? And that what kind of connection, experience? that kind of connection that you have with the with the Queen as a as a national figure, obviously. But I think I still used to, I would pay my respects, but I don't begrudge anybody making jokes. Some of them quite funny. Some of them were on, quite uh, funny on, on on Twitter. So you you don't want to get to the point where you're saying. I'm outraged at this, and this is ridiculous. And some people do say that. People that call you, other you, people uh, snowflakes no, yeah. mm. are um, are outraged at that. Where I draw the line is people making political points in the aftermath of the death of a 96-year-old woman. Mm. I don't think that's particularly appropriate, but I would never... Because Charles doing the polls, I mean, that sort of stuff is not, not acceptable. I'll never begrudge anybody making jokes or a meme, because uh, some of them are actually quite funny. It, Kevin Bridges, you know, comedian Kevin Bridges. Is he the Scottish one? Yeah, he was trending because he had a gig last night and he did some jokes last night and people were outraged by them. I watched the clip, it was like a two minute clip of it. I was like, this isn't that bad. This is really like, it's not even yeah. like really out there stuff. It was just sort of like, um, I think there was one joke, I can't remember the exact lines, so I'm obviously going to butcher it, but it was something along the lines of, um, well, a lot. The, the rough gist of it was a lot of old people are going to, with this government in charge, a lot of more, a lot more old people are going to die this winter. That kind of sort of thing. Mm. Uh, so it, it wasn't even that that bad. Some of the stuff he was saying, to be honest, it wasn't wasn't like he was yeah. laughing at the Queen or about the Queen, but because it was even in the realm of the subject was the Queen, yeah, the people were it. getting annoyed. But it's like, of course, he was going to address it. It happened yeah. last night, Johnny. Jokes just don't annoy me, especially jokes like that. I, I get annoyed at the factual inaccuracies, obviously. You know, especially with that joke, especially. Mm. But the joke itself and the joke as a concept, you know, and the principle of making the joke, who cares? Like, come on. It's the yeah. same with, with jokes that are made on Twitter. Do you think members of the royal family are scrolling down Twitter crying because you're making jokes about their grandma? They might be. Megan absolute, might be. absolute Charles, isn't he? You can't scroll with those massive fingers. Oh, that's not a go, but that is true. See, now I, now I would be beheaded as well. Mm-hmm. Take, for mocking the king's, the king's sausage honestly look at his fingers he wouldn't be able to hold a sword though would he they're massive I feel sorry for Camilla well, she's not holding his hand often is she you know what I mean? well, that's not, not what I'm talking about but, uh... uh, <laughs> oh god oh god oh no oh, is... no don't let your imagination run away with you there Jesus. read his t- old text messages to her that got leaked as well because they're quite funny old text messages do you not remember? Do you not, no. you not stumbled across this? Where he, he he texted her saying that he wished that he were her tampon because he what? wanted to be inside of Google that 100% 100% through leaked text messages between Charles and Camilla where Charles so, said to Camilla, I wish be, I were your tampon. Let's be clear with this. Either he's leaked them or she's leaked them. <laughs> need, <laughs> it's not difficult to find out who's leaked them there. <laughs> Unless the phone's I, been tapped. I don't know who did. I just think it's interesting that the, the, the present King of England has no idea what a tampon does because if he did, there's no way he wants to be a tampon because you're uh, covered in. Unless he likes that. Yeah, maybe he likes that. Some people are into that. So that's some not, people. Hmm. Some people are into that. Blood games and all that. Yeah, not for me, but surprisingly, not for mm. me. But if if you are into that, we don't kink shame in uh, in in Charles's Britain in no. 2022, obviously. Well, yeah, he said he wished he were. I wish I was your tampon. Well, that's that's a nice, that's a lovely sentiment. That's up there, sort of the right, the sort of Ryan Giggs poetry that I quite like. <laughs> so that's in the same sort of realm, which is lovely. And I'm glad that he's now been made king because he's clearly got away with words as our Charles. I look forward to his first speech if he can be <laughs> on that level. I look forward to watching it and just thinking that man wants to be a tampon. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I'm going to stand to attention as your king. 
<laughs> I'm going to do my, my best duties and all that. I can see that. I'm, I'm looking forward to a speech. Sponsored by Tampax. No, this week we are sponsored by uh, Co-op uh, Funeral Care. Just to be clear <laughs> on that, we are sponsored. Just, we don't want to get the two things twisted. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to make a mint out of this, aren't we? So we're going to make, yeah, make, make a mint. Well, yeah. it'll, it'll be a grand affair, the, the funeral. I wonder if any any old people will die as a result of this. If any of them were sort of like, <laughs> you know, so attached to the Queen and so heartbroken by it that we'll see like a, a rise in unexpected deaths. Excess, the, excess in, deaths. Yeah, into the next few weeks. Yeah, a lot of people are going to start dying. It's an interesting point. I do feel a bit of people of that age as well are seriously, seriously, seriously into the monarchy so i think it will mm. it will hit them hard so if if, if you do have a grandma or a grandfather out there give them a call give them a call they Ask might need some okay. support they'll be fine probably. winter's coming anyway winter is coming but winter's coming thank god the energy bills are getting frozen well quite ish. a high level frozen ish frozen ish <laughs> frozen ish <Frozen-ish. laughs> they're getting they're getting thawed they're getting thawed, oh, mm, thawed tepid yeah. uh, tepid temperature um, so who is your favourite monarch that's currently alive then? My favourite monarch? Yeah, that's, or, well, or, or around person, the world. person in, in the monarchy. Person in the monarchy, what, favourite? Well, so I'm a big fan alive. Of, uh, of Prince Harry. Really? I think, I think me and him lead, uh, lead, lead similar lives. I th- I, um, well, he perhaps he, used to, for sure, yeah. There is a man that does not need a, a PR team to make him seem relatable. Mm. Uh, and I, I, I just all the stuff around around him and Meghan, you know. Do you care? Because I, I don't know. care. Couldn't, couldn't I'm not. Yeah. Whereas some people are taking it as if they're they're involved in this kind of family feud, and she's taking him away from her, and well, this is, they've, they've they've driven a wedge between Harry and William. I don't care. Not there's there's a few things going on with that. First of all, I find it unusual that it's the people that don't like Harry and Meghan that are usually very much like the sort of people who would be very respectable of former servicemen and that kind of thing, former servicemen yeah. and women. Yeah, yeah, You've got to remember, this guy's been into war for us. Yeah. Like, so he served the country, okay? And yeah, the people who are usually annoyed by these two are people that would usually respect people who serve the country. They don't tend to do that, which is unusual. Secondly, they seem to buy into this idea, and the media do it as well. I was listening to some of the BBC coverage on and off yesterday, and even the way they were talking about Harry and Meghan, they were almost stirring the pot a little bit into like people's yeah. opinions of them and like i'm sort of indifferent towards both of them uh, as, as i am most topics to be honest um but it was the way they were saying things like i think it's highly unusual that megan's staying at home uh, we are hearing that harry is going to be going but megan's and it's like whoa, whoa, whoa kate stayed at home as well okay yeah. you said kate earlier stayed at home but you didn't make a big deal out of that because it's the kids at first day at school whatever but it's like it just it was almost like the media are stirring the pot now as well we don't know what's going on who cares we we spoke about it on the on the Prince Andrew Broad, where we said that the, the royal correspondents working for news agencies literally get their stories directly from the royal family and are so reliant on keeping up cordial relations with them in exchange for stories, talking points, insider gossip, insider yeah. views, or whatever. I think we I've never seen it more clearly than than with the whole Harry and Meghan saga, and it, for me it, it portrayed to me how the media can set that agenda perfectly mm-hmm. in terms of Megan would do something that Kate did five years prior when she was dating, when she was on the scene with William or whatever, you'd have them a story in the story. They would do the exact same thing. I think one of them was about eating avocados and Kate was like, you know, they portrayed the Kate as, isn't she a health queen? You know, she's down with the millennials. She's having avocado on toast. And Megan was like, Megan, Megan eats killer fruit as Mexican cartels plunder avocado fields. And I'm like, 
this is a perfect example. I don't know whether that's to do with racism or whether it's to do with the fact that the, they didn't that they put a target on Meghan's back because she kind of moved Harry to America. So the yeah. story goes. Or whether that was they didn't like her skin colour. I don't know. I'm not qualified enough to make an adjustment there myself. But either way, it stinks, right? Yeah, I mean, it, like you say, it's a prime example of a, of a media narrative that's been yeah. constructive, in my, in my opinion. I, I think it's more to do with the fact that they've left the, the monarchy. I, yeah. I think I'm not I'm not sat here saying that Meghan's probably the, the most wonderful person in the world. I don't know her. I, I imagine she's somebody who um, is prepared to put a foot down, and sometimes that rubs yeah. people up the wrong way because people don't like it when women put the foot down and a, a strong woman, that kind of thing. Some people are quite threatened by that. Some people aren't used to that, those kind of things. Perhaps that rubs people up the wrong way, and yeah. therefore it's, you know, a mess around her image publicly. But um, I, I think it is really a clear, a clear and obvious sort of narrative that's been pushed there. It's not It's not even like they, they hide it as well. The way they right. speak about how she's Megan, it's just so ludicrous. You can tell tell that they're just trying to be on the side of the royal family and that there's been some sort of cahoots there between yeah. the firm sort of saying you know whenever whenever you speak about them just maybe put a slight negative tint on everything please you know it's not even slight it's like swivel-eyed kind of lunacy and it's obvious especially when you see screenshots of the the, the exact same news story printed side by side except one is in a completely you know has a completely positive spin on it because it's when Kate Middleton did it and the others when Megan did it, and it's the worst thing in the world, like attacking Megan for, for using a private jet when, you know, as we've seen recently, all members of the royal family use private jets here, yeah, there, and everywhere. They jetted in, Charles jetted in on his private jet there, yeah. didn't he? Lovely, yeah. lovely stuff. Lovely. So there's there's nothing special about that with, with, with the Megan thing. I just think when somebody comes there and does a, a tell-all interview, and in, I was suffering with some pretty damning mental health issues and I reached out and nobody listened to me and you're watching that at home you don't have a stake in it you're not a member of the royal family it's not taking Harry away from you you never fucking met him well, and you're going she... you're sat there and you're sober you go she's a liar hmm. what where does that come from it comes from a place that is not that is not rational and not empathetic it's, it's driven by a, an agenda isn't it yeah. so for me I like I say I, I've always liked Harry because he's been you know the Shagger Prince, isn't he, really, basically? You know, and that's the most important thing. The Nazi fancy dress, which is borderline offensive, but it's something that's probably commonplace at uni. I let borderline. <laughs> the drinking it's in Vegas. Borderline, isn't it? Borderline, it's borderline. The edge. It, could, it could be perceived as offensive. Could. You know, the drinker, he said he drinks. He was in the army. There's that video of him being called into battle. He's doing a little interview. Mm -hmm. Called into battle, runs, you know, he's in his car key, runs into the, the helicopter, bam, and he's off. The fact that, he could have picked a far easier life by by falling in love with somebody other than Meghan Markle, you know, mm. somebody that was maybe made for the role, mm. and yet pursued her, got her embedded within the royal family, had a cheeky royal wedding. She was like, "This isn't for me," and he stood by and they moved to America. Yeah, that's for me, enough. I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. It's not like he's going to be king anyway. It's not a big deal anyway. Yeah, no, it's not like he's not one of the main ones, is he? So no. it's not, it's not like he's completely, you know, sort of ran away from his duty and he was, he was next to, in line to be king. He's a, who cares? He was never going to be king anyway. And he flew back or flew in or wherever he was this weekend as fast as he could to, to, to see the Queen before she died. I don't think he made it though, unfortunately, but it's not as if he's just completely abandoned the family and, and cut, off, cut off like all, all ties with with them and if he did he probably have his reasons anyway it's just it beggars yeah. believe that to me just because a family appears on tv so often you do get embroiled in their personal affairs <laughs> like i understand that the queen is symbolically important and means a lot to a lot of people including myself or meant a lot even as weird as it sounds to say but i'm not going to take her battles and and you know 
fight them as my own just over a family feud like it's it, it, I don't understand that I think maybe maybe people have too much time on their hands to read the Daily Mail gossip columns or whatever like yeah I think if if you ever need a prime example of when the media sort of curve public opinion I think the whole Meghan and Harry thing is a prime example and ironically it's curved the opinions of people who are usually more aware of where media curve people opinions and they sort of yeah. it's generally people that are all always on about the media agenda and this sort of like you know almost into the, the territory of conspiracies at times as well ironically they're the ones that have had their sort of yeah. image of these people sort of curved and shaped by the media it's like they're like I don't trust the word the mainstream media says but the fact Megan dragged Harry away from the bosom of the family is a disgrace but, yeah, which no, we know just... for a fact obviously because it was in the yeah. Daily Mail fact yeah for me it was see it was a little i remember there was a screenshot of seeing three or four news stories comparing the coverage of of, of kate middleton the coverage of Meghan Markle. i just thought well, that is ridiculous isn't it that mm. is ridiculous i mean who's getting riled up about the fact that Meghan Markle's eating avocado <laughs> that, that does offend me to be fair it's just it's just as a fellow avocado eater just eat it and you know live your life no, it was personal to me, wasn't it? You, felt, you took it on like a personal attack. That's yeah, what it is. I took it personally in the words of Michael Jordan. I was like, what's wrong with eating avocado? Racism, fine. You come for the avocado, not happy about it. That's where you draw the line. I draw the line right there in the sand, thank you. Yeah. Well, we've now got, uh, there's going to be a funeral in, you know, yeah. 10 days' time or whatever, isn't there? There's going to be that. Uh, I've got a bit of beef, actually, with the Queen, because um, if people saw my most recent short on my channel... She never actually responded to the letter that I sent her. So we do have a bit of beef there. That was a few months ago as well. So she was in relatively decent health. Um, but I, so I am a little annoyed by that. Secondly, um, this is... Well, no, I'm not going to, don't you worry. Secondly, because the uh, funeral is in 10 days' time or whatever, uh, I'm now having to push a video back a week as well because um, there was something I planned that required external help that is now mm. not going to be able to be done so i'm going to push the video back a week so she's really is a fairy a lot from from the dead i think on, <laughs> from beyond the grave on the first point i completely agree with your grievances having seen that and i think i'm not going to spoil the ending obviously but i think the the next king you know the next person to be allowed to be the king should be the one person that replied that did actually respond end. that he he or they or or she mm -hmm. is my new king slash queen slash gender neutral pharaoh they say. are mine as well are mine. <laughs> exactly mm -hmm. on the second point i can't wait to see the video i don't know it's obviously a lot of uh what what help did you need that's that's been withdrawn what's going a lot on of prep well i mean basically i was going back and forth with emails with this guy that i'm trying to organize this thing with i'll tell you off camera <laughs> um <laughs> And he basically went, oh, we should we should push the campaign back a week because there's the campaign? funeral. Campaign? So, yeah. You're campaigning to be the next king, is that what it is? Well, let's not, come on, let's not spoil a little, it. A little YouTuber battle it. there between you and, and, you know, whoever else. Whoever else. We, we may have advocated. So yeah, videos have to be pushed back a week now because of her. But it's fine, I'm over it. I'm over it. Well, I've got the beef about the football. I'm happy about that. That's annoying. We should talk about that actually before we end. We yeah, should because I don't agree with this personally. Um, no. as you might expect, uh, but I, I think it should have just been minute silence, two minutes silence, three minutes silence. I've, I've, however many, seventy minutes silence. Let's do one for each year. I, don't I, think, don't I, I couldn't last that long. I don't think. But I, let's I no, start something. start things early. Get people in the stadiums early. God yeah. save the Queen, King, whoever. Then get on with the games. Do you know what I mean? 
I just get on with the games. I just think as a, as a woman that kind of went non-stop for 70 years with public service and, you know, remember I, well, the one thing that sticks out to me is is her speech during COVID where she said, oh, you know, we'll see our, our families again, we'll see our friends again, we will meet again. You know, don't know really why, don't know have... when. <laughs> yeah, she did rip that off, didn't she? A yeah, bit from it's the, a bit, the bit of plagiarism there, <laughs> but anyway. It's just the Queen's get away with it, she's above the law. Exactly. And uh, she did have that kind of stiff upper lip, like keep calm and carry on kind of mentality. So the fact that, and I don't even think she liked football, I'm not going to lie to you. No. The fact that they called the games off this weekend is a bit ridiculous. It's mad. Like she did just, she embodied that kind of stoic, we must continue kind of attitude. She wouldn't be bothered if Leeds versus Nottingham Forest went ahead on one day. She wouldn't care less. She's not bothered. never even been to Leeds, probably. I don't understand, you know, you get your black armbands. National Anthem before kickoff, if you want to go that far, maybe. People need to get used to the new lyrics. Oh, minutes yeah. applause, I go for minutes applause. And then on with it. But obviously now we've got to sit around this weekend doing nothing. Yeah, it's a bit annoying really, isn't it? I, I don't know. This is a meaningful event. It doesn't mean a lot. But you've got to temper it a bit. Otherwise, it really gets on people's nerves. Like, come on. Like the wall-to-wall the- news coverage, fair enough, maybe. But the no sport for 10 days and no comedies on the BBC and the sad music on Radio 1, that is all bit, is a bit... Because at this point, you're starting to affect everyone's lives then, don't you? Even yeah. the people who are choosing not to sort of be that fussed about it either way. Um, but you do start to get a little bit into everyone's lives. I mean, if you're going to cancel the football, you've got to give people a day off today. Do you know what I mean? They can go to work, but they can't have enjoy themselves on a weekend. Well, I think that the local businesses that are reliant on kind of match day trade at football when 30, 40, 50,000 people descend upon a particular area to watch a football match and they're going to have to go without a weekend's kind of revenue. Particularly in the current situation, yeah. It's, it's where, not, the, where they're going to need every every kind of penny of it, yeah, exactly. It just doesn't make sense to me. It seems like a bit, a bit, a bit much. It's a bit unnecessary because you, I asked the question, you know, Premier League put a tweet out this morning saying this weekend's fixed to be postponed. Well, she said, why? Why? Mm. As a mark of respect, but respect for... We're not doing any respect for staying yeah. at home. Is that the respect? Yeah. We're locked it, down. When it comes to going to work and everything, you do have to carry on as, uh, as normal, obviously. It yeah. That doesn't make sense to me, that aspect. It's like just shooting ourselves in the foot. You know, let's think about what's best for the economy and people's enjoyment, guys. Yeah, right? I'm always thinking of money. Yep. Which, that's going to have to change as well. Still got the... Is yeah, I'm not that'll take, take a while, won't it? That, to get his face, those ears on. Well, they'll, they'll do an old picture, you know what I mean? They'll yeah. do an old picture. <laughs> Airbrush. Let's get him when he's younger. They're face tuning it right now, as we see. Yeah, a bit of Photoshop yeah. on that. That will have to change. Interesting. We've not long back changed all the money as well, like all the new yeah. notes and stuff. Is, that, is there anything that's more that? waste of money? Do you know what I mean? Are we still using money? Because I don't really, anyway, to be fair. Made the point that it's quite weird, but I just her face isn't on my credit card. So it should be that needs to change. Well, you can get personalised ones, can't you, with some banks? I might personalise it. Yeah. <laughs> might put a face on that. A younger and old picture, though. Yeah. Mm. I remember when uh, when we were walking to school once and my mum spotted a, a 20 quid by the road and she went over to pick it up. She thought, kitchen or whatever. She opened it up and <laughs> on the top it said Bank of Hogwarts. Instead of a picture of the Queen, it was a picture of Harry Potter. <laughs> she just chucked it back down. Oh, I thought she made 20 quid Should have handed it in, though. Should have handed it in. Do the right thing. Handed it in where? Hogwarts. 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 Yeah. Hogwarts. Okay. That form nine and three quarters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think uh, I think unfortunately it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a sort of a little transition, a little period for some people who are, you know, uh, invested into the situation. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the money and all that, the stamps, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. How much money is that going to cost? Who's paying for that then? Who's paying for that? Probably at the, uh, 
probably at the Royal Standard or whatever, isn't it? Who's, who's paying for the funeral? Who's paying for everything? That's what I want to know. Bill Gates. Oh, yeah. It's his organisation. It's the Bill and Melinda Foundation. <laughs> they're behind it. Have they still got a joint foundation? Because they're very yes. much divorced because he very much cheated on her. Allegedly. Allegedly. Her. Several times, allegedly. Well... Can the uh, can the Crown Estate cover our legal fees as well, please? When, well, with colleagues from, allegedly. Go on. When when Bill comes for us, the, mm-hmm. the Crown Estate can cover can cover our legal costs. Hopefully, okay. I would like to know these sort of things because they're very very important, and I've got nothing better to to think about. So. <laughs> um, on that note. Uh, Thank you so much for watching and listening. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Up and like, subscribe. We're trying to hit 500 subscribers at some point in the next decade. Cheers, guys. Bye. <laughs>